Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to the Diet Ride Podcast. I'm Alyssa Miller. And I'm Brooke Miller, and we're both dietitians. Both moms. Both from the Midwest. Both recording this podcast for you right now. How did I run out of things so quickly? We live in Denver. <laughs> we both live in Denver. We we have a lot of things in common. We're both Millers, as you might have noticed. We are not we're related. We're not sisters-in-laws. Not sisters or sister-in-laws. Not related, just redundant, as we like to say a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, Miller's a pretty common last name. I don't it think is. that's like super unbelievable for people, but a lot of people do think we're related, I feel like. I know. So big surprise there. Not related. <sighs> Although... We could be. I mean, really, truly. We could be. Uh, Okay, you guys, today's episode, we're really excited about this because we talk about this a lot in our lives. We talk about it with our members all the time and um, on our Instagram, and we decided to dedicate, finally, an entire episode to it. But we're going to talk you through some of our favorite affirmations or mantras to use when intuitive eating gets hard. (laughs) when Mm -hmm. we're struggling through it or ones that maybe we relied on during the beginning of our intuitive eating journey. Um, And we just think that'll be really helpful for you guys because it can be so powerful to speak life into yourself and believe in yourself. And sometimes all we need is a little confirmation and belief and really some of those words to affirm us or turn to in times where we're feeling confused or whatever, you know? Did you use affirmations a lot, Brooke, do you feel like? I am trying to use them more and more because I feel like they are really powerful. Mm -hmm. I feel like when Alyssa and I have like plunged and started a business together, um, that was very scary. (laughs) And I feel like I used a lot of positive affirmations when starting a podcast and starting a business and quitting our clinical jobs. And like, we've made a lot of leaps and bounds in our personal and career life. And I think, um, for me, it's been really, really powerful. Um, again, I think a lot of these were really helpful mantras just to have in the back of my mind when I was going through intuitive eating, but now we we're kind of like so far on the other end of the spectrum that sometimes we need them to kind of, if we have a bad day, but we're not using these daily just because we've been doing this for so long, but really, yeah. they're definitely oh, I love to that. use right away when you're making a transition in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, any transition. You're so you're so right. I felt like when I first discovered how powerful mantras could be was birth, like Ooh. literally prepping my brain. So for those of you who don't know, I had a C-section, an unplanned C-section with my son after 72 hours of natural laboring. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm just gonna mm-hmm. let you soak that in right now. <laughs> Unplanned C-section, and then with my daughter, I did a V-back. I successfully did a V-back, which for those of you who don't know, is a vaginal delivery after C-section. And I had to get my mind in the right space. I was so scared. I had so many fears come up, so many limiting beliefs, and that's when I like truly turned it on for affirmations and was like, "This freaking works." I felt so powerful. I actually ended up taking some of my favorite affirmations and mantras and beliefs and whatnot and painting them. I love to watercolor paint when I don't have two screaming children after me all the time. (laughs) When I have time, I love to watercolor paint and I made them into birth affirmations that I had my doula and my husband reading to me while I was birthing. And I looked at every night before I went to bed game changer, absolute game changer. Like, of course, not everything's healed by mantras and affirmations alone, but truly our mind is more powerful than we ever give it credit for. So today we're going to dive into some of the things we can tell ourselves when we're feeling a little um, weary in the intuitive eating journey, or maybe you're just at the beginning and you're like, 
I need some like something to stand on, some solid ground to stand on to feel really safe in this. So one of my favorite ones, and we actually just talked about this in the membership, someone was talking about how one of our members was talking about how she kind of is craving dieting again. She's like, Mm -hmm. I know intuitive eating's working. I feel good doing it. But there's part of me that misses that like diet culture. Is that weird? No, it's not weird. We are literally entrenched in it. We are surrounded by it. It's totally normal. So this mantra that I came up with um, truly addresses that when we feel that pull of dieting coming or, you know, Karen on Mondays talking about her keto diet and you, you almost start to like feel yourself wanting to go on a diet again. This one works for that. So here it is. Diets don't work, but my body does. And I think Ooh. that's really powerful, right? Oh, yeah. That is a good yeah. one. That is a good so one. it's a good reminder to us that diets don't work. They may look like they work for a little bit. They may feel good. They might like feel like we're taking action in our life. But long-term sustainability, they don't work. And that is backed by research. But to follow that up by not just diets don't work, but then to couple it with, but my body does. My body does work for me and I can rely on that. So diets don't work. My body does. Mm, I love that one. That's my first one. That's That's such a good reminder. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of times when we're doing this intuitive eating journey, we just need reminders of why, like your why, why are you doing this? And that's something Mm -hmm. we talk a lot about inside the membership and with clients. Um, So the one that goes along with this that I love is I am enough and idealistic body expectations are unrealistic. So just that reminder of I'm enough as I am today. I actually did a post on this today, but your body, regardless of what you look like, regardless of what the scale says right now, you're still enough. You're still worthy. And we have to remind ourselves that these um, idealistic expectations that we put on ourselves, a lot of times they're not realistic. A lot of the pictures we're seeing online are not real. They're Photoshopped and just reminding ourselves that um, it's okay to normalize like normal bodies and that you are enough regardless of what your body looks like right now. And we, especially mamas, we just need this reminder. I love that. And actually, this is funny. Brooke and I, right before we hit record, we're like, should we go over ours and make sure they're not the same? And we're like, nah, we'll just leave it for the internet. (laughs) It'll be fine. And it's actually working out quite nicely so far because I feel like ours have kind of piggybacked on each other. Um, And mine is I am worthy of taking up space in this world. I cannot actively pursue a larger life while actively trying everything I can to make myself smaller. I choose a larger life. So this is a reminder that in order to have a larger and fuller life, living life to its fullest, taking chances, making things happen in your life, you cannot physically and have the time to do that and take part in that kind of life that you're trying to live while also trying to shrink your body to the smallest it's ever going to be. Taking the time, the time that it would take, and this is for the minority of people that they can even will this into action, a lot of people can't, to make your body smaller and smaller and smaller takes almost all your time. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you have to decide where your time goes. What's a priority in your life? I don't know about you, but for me, at the end of my life, I want to look back and know I lived a larger life, a more full life, a more well-rounded life, and I spent time doing the things that mattered most and not focusing on the size of my body. No one, I repeat, no one (laughs) remembers the size or weight that people were when they changed the world, right? Like Mm -hmm. I saw this on Instagram the other day. It was like, 
no one remembers what the weight of Rosa Parks was, right? Like whoever's changing the world, we don't look at them as their weight and no one knows, no one cares because of what they did was so profound. So this is just a reminder to you, you get to choose, you get to choose, right? I choose Mm -hmm. a larger life. That is so good. That's so, so powerful. Good. These are good. I'm going to listen to this episode myself. <laughs> I know. We're so motivational. Oh my gosh. Stop it. Oh, yes. The one, the next one again ties into this is I trust and respect my body. So it's a reminder that you can trust your body when it comes to hunger and fullness. You can trust that when you're hungry, you can eat but also reminding yourself that we need to be respectful of our bodies. And that includes, you know, pursuing our health and moving in a way that feels good and eating enough and trying to put rest and sleep, um, as something that is important to us and just respecting your body in so many different ways. And that includes self-talk. So Mm -hmm. a lot of times we're like, Oh, I'm trying to get sleep and I'm trying to do all these things, but our mindset is all negative. All we do all day is beat ourselves up and we talk to ourselves in a way we would never talk to a friend. And that is huge. Like Alyssa said at the beginning of this episode, mindset is massive. Like mindset is so important on this journey. And most of the work we do is, is in our minds. It's affirmations, it's journaling, it's writing down things. It's doing the hard work mentally is where you're going to see all these results physically, um, where you're like, all of a sudden I physically trust my body. I feel good. I'm moving in a way that feels really good. I'm nourishing my body with a variety of foods that energizes me and, and makes me feel good. And so I trust and respect my body. It can be really, really powerful. I love that. So again, kind of backpacking on yours, backpacking, piggybacking, you know, piggybacking, piggybacking on yours. Mine is, it is safe for me to listen to and trust my body. So very similar to yours, a little bit different wording here. And I think the word safe for me feels so good. You'll notice as um, on my other Instagram at mom and me RD, I use this word safe a lot for teaching kids how to feel safe around foods, how to let parents create a safe environment at the table. It needs to feel like you're doing something safe for your body. Our minds are literally programmed to find safety and shelter and to feel safe. So to remind ourselves verbally out loud to feel safe and that it is safe to trust our bodies and listen to our bodies can be really, really powerful. And I think um, specifically even going back to the whole thing of feeling pulled back by diet culture, a lot of times the way that diet culture pulls us back or pulls us away from intuitive eating is telling us we're not safe. We're not healthy. You're going to die. You're going to have this. You're going to have that. It's going to be horrible for you. All this stuff. They try to fear monger you into something that's not backed by research. Diets don't work like we said. So mm-hmm. by repeating to ourselves that it is safe to listen to my body and to trust my body, that can be a really um, a big game changer for the way that you think of intuitive eating. This is safe. I am safe. And it was hands down my biggest mantra that I used during my birthing practice when I was um, going through mentally getting prepared for my VBAC. I had to continue to remind myself that I was safe in pursuing a VBAC. I know this maybe doesn't relate to everyone out there, but to me it was so powerful because the research really stood with VBACs and I felt like pressure around the way culturally people kind of say like, oh, once you have a C-section, you can, you always have to have a C-section. That's like what people say. That's what people espouse to you when you've had a C-section. 
And the research doesn't back that. So I, I really draw like a really clear linear comparison between the two that what's safe backed by research is not always the way that culture kind of pulls us. So I think just using that word safe for me in terms of any context and trusting my body in intuitive eating or birthing is really powerful. So I hope that that helps someone out there listening. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, my last one is I am allowed to fuel my body with food. And so mm. giving yourself that unconditional permission to eat and especially when we're hungry, a lot of times we question why am I hungry? Am I really hungry? Is this true hunger? I already ate and, and we try to talk ourselves out of eating. Oh, I'll just drink water. I'll do something else. I'll keep myself busy so that I can avoid food. And we try so hard to avoid food. It's really important that we actually know that like we need to fuel our body with food. We need nourishment in order to be a better person, a better mom, a better wife, a better sister. Um, and if we are hungry, we are typically not nice people, <laughs> at least. I am I. <laughs> <laughs> so it's mm. so important to know that it's okay. You have permission, just like any bodily function. You have to go to the bathroom, go to the bathroom. If you need to eat, you need to eat and you don't need to apologize for it. And you certainly don't need permission for it. But um, and we talk a lot about emotional eating in other episodes. So go back. If you feel like you are constantly eating out of boredom or stress um, and you're not physically hungry at all and you're just constantly eating and you feel a little out of control around food, definitely go back and listen to our episode all about emotional eating. I think that episode will be really helpful for you. But again, you still have permission to eat all foods. I love that. Okay. So you guys right then and there, you have six affirmations or mantras or whatever you want to call them. I don't really know the technically the difference between the two. I don't know. But you know, you got six of them to kind of work through. And I wanted to kind of leave you guys with some tips of how to use them. Like if you're not a mantra person, if you're not an affirmations person, maybe you've already tuned out. Hopefully not. But I really want to encourage you as someone who did not do mantras for her whole life, mm -hmm. how powerful they can truly be um, if you let them be. But yeah. there's also a way to use them in ways that feel good to our bodies um, and into our minds and kind of preparing ourselves. So I wanted to give you some tips of how I use them, what I do to make it a practice for me that feels good. Because although it can be powerful, even just in one moment of frustration or despair or whatever, to repeat one of these to yourself, I think it's more powerful when it's repetitive and when it's consistent. Um, so a lot of times I think people like, and I found this with my birthing um, mantras was I had like 32. Okay. I didn't need 32. I needed like three. <laughs> I needed yeah. three strong ones that I could continually pull out in times of need. And so I just want to encourage you that start small, start with one or two until they are literally like memorizable. That's a word, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> sure it is. Sure it is. Um, for you to be able to pull out in any single moment. If you have a list of 30 and you have to continue to like consult your phone, con consult your list of papers for it, it's not going to be necessarily as effective. It's really mm -hmm. helpful to have a few just like in the back of your head so you can immediately combat those thoughts that come in, those intruding thoughts about dieting or your body um, to really kind of halt them in their steps. So I would recommend picking a few, starting there. You can always add more, take away other ones that no longer serve you. But repeating them out loud verbally is really, really powerful. And if you can do that in front of a mirror at yourself, mm -hmm. 
even more powerful and the research actually supports this. So I used to do them all the time in the mirror right before I hopped in the shower. Um, It feels really funny at first, but I promise you just try it a few times and see how your body responds. So say them out loud. Also writing them down can be really powerful and the research really supports to writing anything down for our own grasp, Mm -hmm. whether it's educational, emotional, whatever, writing down can be really um, powerful. So I would encourage you to write them down, maybe even just one a day, two a day, three a day if you can, or start with once a week. You know, obviously don't be regimented about it, but see the difference if it really, you know, makes a difference for you. Um, And then the final one, if you're going to come up with my final tip, at least, If you're going to come up with your own affirmations, which I highly, highly recommend coming up with your own because you can really tailor it to what you struggle with, I am statements have been proven in the research to be so highly effective to change the way that you view yourself. Um, So starting your affirmation or your mantra with the words I am can Mm -hmm. be really, really incredibly impactful um, to changing the way that you view yourself or your situation. So I would encourage you to try using some of those statements. Yeah, I love that. I think um, one thing that's helped a lot of my clients and has helped me is I put the affirmations, like I'll write it on a mirror or I'll put it on a post-it note or I'll put it as the background of my phone or I'll put it as a background of my um, like wallpaper of my computer. And so if you like an affirmation and you find a print that's really pretty, of something similar, or you can always make your own print on Canva. Um, or if you find one on Instagram, you can save it. Um, we, we've had a lot of guests on our podcast specifically like body positive mom and, um, Caitlin self-love nutritionist. They, um, have a lot of really pretty affirmations on their page. And so you can always screenshot one of theirs and just leave it as the background of your phone or put it on your desktop. And, um, I'm actually ordering some from Brittany body positive mom for my office. I'm getting like some of hers framed and customized and, um, That's awesome. yeah, I'm super excited. And it's just for me, then I'm going to have them all over my office as a reminder. And so, um, don't be afraid to put them in your bedroom or put them in the bathroom or put them in your office or at your desk, whatever it is. Um, it can be really powerful. And like Alyssa said, I'm a writer too. I really, really enjoy writing things down. And so journaling and writing these down can be um, a very, very powerful tool that we often overlook. And I think just in general, we overlook our minds so much in this journey and just keep in mind that the work starts in our minds first and it's a Mm -hmm. long process and it gets easier with time, but just know if it might feel like you're not making progress. Um, but if you are changing your thoughts, you are making progress. So love that. And, um, I had heard something recently on a podcast about mindset and your affirmations or your belief Mm -hmm. statements, or even like, you know, a lot of people for new year's resolution, instead of a resolution, they just pick one word that they want to embody that year or Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, what I've heard, and I wish I could give credit where I heard this first, but I've heard it a lot of different places is to change the password on your phone, your computer, your email to whatever that is. Mm -hmm. So even if you changed your password to diets don't work, or I trust my body or something like that, don't tell us what it is, but <laughs> that can be really helpful. Something that you are typing in and it just almost becomes a part of you where you don't even have to necessarily think about it anymore. And it becomes so Love internalized. That. Yeah. It's such a great way to like make it kind of internalized. Right. Um, and something that helped me too, Brooke, when you said the sticky notes, I was like, oh yeah, that's such a great idea. Um, my husband was so sweet. One time he wrote some affirmations for me and left them around the house. And here's what did happen though. Eventually I stopped reading them because I knew what they said. 
what helped was I one day moved them. I put them in a new place. And just the act of like, if you notice yourself glazing over it, like it's written on the mirror and you just no longer am reading it or looking at it. If you're the type of person who like will read it every time in front of you, that's great. But if you're like me and you start to kind of start to glaze over it, just try moving it every once in a while, just a little bit. It just reinvigorates our brain. So um, also, yes, maybe I should link Body Positive Moms Etsy shop below because she's got quite a few things in there that are really, really helpful. She's got like a coloring book, I think, too, of like affirmations and stuff, which is awesome. (laughs) It looks Mm -hmm. so cool. And then I did want to give a shout out actually to a previous guest, Madison, um, who was on our podcast a long time ago. Maybe that's an episode we'll have to re-release because it was so, so good and we reference it all the time. Um, But her website, Magnetically You, has several, I think she said 16, oh, 17 positive affirmations for your intuitive eating journey. Um, Maybe I'll do a link down below to those because I found those so, so helpful when I was doing some research for this episode. So check that out as well. And hopefully these tips have been helpful for you. Um, Gosh, it's such a good episode. I'm going to have to, I almost never re-listen to our episodes. Um, I find it a little cringy to (laughs) to hear myself, but I think I'm going to have to listen to this one again. It's good. All right, guys, we hope that was super helpful for you. If you ever have any questions or concerns, feel free to send us a direct message at diet.riders. We are happy to answer them. And of course, if you are looking for more support, definitely get on our wait list for the Diet Riders membership. We will be opening doors very soon. And so you do not want to miss it. It is such a great community of women. All right. See you guys next week. See you later. 